Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kings Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Kings cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy's Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we're coming off last week's episode where we had our guest, Chris Beyond. It was good to have a guest on there get a little bit of talking about you know some kings basketball as we head into uh kind of some games so uh shout out to chris appreciate you him making the time um you can you can follow us on instagram twitter everywhere at kings cast we're now on youtube so check us out there we haven't been pulled down yet for uh for language which is good so follow us uh and stay up to date ryan how you doing coming in uh got some basketball games ready to talk about it what's up yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a nice, refreshing week. Um, obviously, I'm a baseball fan too. So, uh, you know, last week or two, whatever ago, that baseball got started. Um, but ultimately, basketball—that's where it's at. And it's it's been a good weekend. Uh, you know, I'm excited. Games are back. They actually mean something. Uh, you know, Sacramento just got done playing Orlando right now, so we're two games in. I'm looking forward to the next six. Um, but yeah, just there's been some good games around. Uh, it's refreshing, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually, I'm not sitting at home now, um, you know, like watching reruns of The Office like I've usually been doing because there's been no sports, you know. Uh, so it's like usually, you know, last, the last few months it's been watch The Office reruns over and over and over, go stare at my grass a little bit and be disappointed where I got some dry spots, uh, go back watching The Office, that kind of stuff. So great change of pace, man. I'm ecstatic. Yeah, things are finally feeling normal with the NBA, uh, which we'll talk about. For for those listening, we're recording this right after the Kings game versus the Orlando Magic where the Kings got whooped. So recording this Sunday evening. Not sure if it's going to drop tonight, Sunday, but uh, maybe tomorrow the 3rd. So that's where we're at talking about this. Um, you want to just go right into basketball, Ryan, So since we have a lot of stuff going? Yeah, let's let's jump into it, man. I'm excited. So let's jump into basketball. Um, as I said, Kings, two games in. Uh, game on Friday against the Spurs, game tonight against the Magic. Um, before we go into basketball, though, something dropped earlier this morning, and I put it out on the Twitter, and it was SB Nation's collapse. So I've talked about SB Nation's collapse a bunch of times um, on the podcast. It's it's a YouTube series that SB Nation does that kind of does a chronological uh, order of of a team or franchise's collapse from their height their heightened, I guess, uh, you know, era, and then kind of shows how they got to a low point. And uh, today, the Sacramento Kings collapse dropped. So if you guys haven't checked that out, check us out on Twitter, at KingsCast, and you can see it on there, or me, uh, personal. It's it's only 20 minutes, well done, worth taking a look at. Um, it, it does, you know, it's one of those, if you're a Kings fan, it ain't no secret about what happened, but it is, you know, sometimes 
you know, a cool, cool to look back on and uh, see kind of how things actually played out and looking at things in hindsight. So uh, did you get a chance to look at that, Ryan, or watch that or no? Uh, no, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, you know, I, I was busy and stuff. You actually sent it to me today. So I'm after we're done, I'm going to go home or not go home. I'm going to go in my bed. Um, and that's what I'm going to do tonight. I'm looking forward to it, man. They've done some real good stuff. Uh, you know, and it, it's, it's cool because we've talked about this before. I know with the lockdown podcast with what's his name, who does that? Uh, that was Matt George, I think. Matt George. Yeah. Yeah. Matt George. Yeah. We gave him a hard time, but that was probably the best thing he's ever done right there. Uh, that was cool. You know, obviously that's when we were started to be, well, probably became Kings fans a little more, but that's when I first really recognized uh, the game of basketball and as a kid. So I'm excited, man. It's going to be a cool, uh, a cool thing to see. Uh, it's hard to believe that shit's been almost 20 years, dude. It's crazy. So uh, yeah, that's the plan tonight. We're getting old and it, and it sucks too, because they talk about, they kind of, you know, not to spoil it. Nah, not that you can't really spoil that. Yeah, shit, you right? can't it's, spoil it's, it. No, but how, how they end it is they end it, you know, with Jeff, it's a, kind of centered around, I guess, at Jeff Petrie and acquisitions and then his, the moves that he made on the way out. And I guess how their, their inability to rebuild the team after they kind of destructed it. Um, they had a couple, you know, tail off years with like Ron Artest and stuff, which everybody knows, but it ends with the, you know, I think I want to say they end it with like four consecutive losing seasons, kind of showing that. And then they kind of cut it off, but it's crazy because it's to this day, the, the effects and remnants of that uh, are still here. So I, I was hoping they would do a Sacramento Kings collapse because um, just to put, put it out there and see it. Anytime we get any type of content, I'm a fan for a fan of it. Um, so, you know, I was excited to see that drop this morning and then, um, you know, watch that getting ready for the games. Uh, so the Kings started, like you said, it's been a lot of really exciting basketball. Um, the, the Lakers game was the Lakers Clippers game was cool. Uh, the thir- Thursday, the Thursday game. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that was, was cool. that was a real good game. Yeah. Um, the, the crazy one was the Rockets the other day, that Rockets game Saturday. Uh, yeah. What was yesterday? Who me, did they play? Me, I just went blank right now as you were saying. I'll bring it up right now. But uh, I think it was I think it was the Rockets Dallas. Um uh, that was Friday. Yeah, yeah, that was Friday. So 153, Friday. 149. That went yes. into overtime. Overtime game. That, yes. That was probably the the game. So um although the Kings are sucking, you know, it's still <laughs> a lot of cool basketball. Um couple takeaways from the bubble, dude. Did you see I mean, you've seen it, the the virtual, like, fan thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, they've been pretty- ha- it's cool. They've been having famous people pop in there. I saw a thing like Kerry Kittles jumped in it the other day. Not famous people, but ex-basketball players. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you say famous people, first <laughs> thing you drop is Kerry Kittles. Well, that just popped in my head. Well, ex-basketball players. Kerry Kittles was cool, man, on those Nets teams back in the day, went to back-to-back finals, dude. That was I used to use them on NBA Live. He used to have that little three-point st- or whatever shooter thing. But uh, it is cool, man. It's They have some people dropping in, the virtual stuff. It's better than baseball. Baseball's just putting cardboard freaking stuff of people, man. But I'll give it to the NBA. The NBA has done about as good a job as you could possibly do um, with this NBA bubble thing. I know there was complaints and stuff in the beginning. Guys were bitching about food and stuff. But actual game-wise, when, when you're watching it on TV, you can't tell that there isn't fans in the stands. It's kind of like how Madison Square Garden is, how they, they darken out at the garden. They darken out the stands so you can't see. And that's the kind of vibe that I've been getting. And they put the noise in the background and the monitors and stuff. So uh, then shout out NBA, man. They've done a great job that is about as good a job as you could possibly do. 
That's what I was going to say was that it is, as far as a TV viewing, it's not much different because no, they still have the sound. The announcers are there. Uh, the virtual fan thing's kind of cool. Um, I think I put a tweet out the other day. Um, I thought it was funny, but I think dumb shit that I put is funny all the time. Um, you know, we put, it, it was like that we went from regular old basketball to futuristic virtual fan matrix shit with the quickness, you know, like they adapted super quick. Um, and yeah, so it's, as far as a TV, I'm, I, I was curious see who knew what it was going to look like. It was going to be empty because those summer league games that they do in the gyms, like in Vegas, those things are really, you know, what I'm talking about, it's like they're, they're empty. It's got a vibe to it there. Yeah. There's a certain open gym vibe to it. Um, it's kind of scrimmage like that's how I was expecting this to be. Um, but they've done a great job. And it's also been, you know, when you watch the game on NBC sports too, with, with Gary Gerald and, and Doug Christie and, uh, Katie Christensen, what's her, what's her new last name now? Uh, anyways, Hunter or something. Yeah. Katie Hunter. There we go. Um, they've done a great job commentating on the games being in Sacramento. Still. I was thinking when, when I heard that that was going to happen, I was thinking, is there going to be a delay? What's going to, you know, what's up with that? But they've done a great job. It's been, you know, as a fan viewing it, like you said, man, it, you can't really tell the difference. Yeah. So fan viewing is, yeah. So that's good. Who the, like major league baseball. I feel you. The NFL is going to be another one too. I, I think NBA of all the sports they're the, they definitely have the best product. Cause like you said, they can zoom in on the court. Like exactly. uh, a lot yeah, of arenas they, already are blacked that blacked out the, mm-hmm. the fans anyway. It's like the camera LA does angles that. too. These, mm-hmm. these different camera angles. There's another one. Hockey will, hockey will be the same thing. You won't be able to tell with hockey, too. Uh, but football, man, that's going to be crazy. I, we'll, we'll get into that at a different time. Yeah. But I won't be able to tell with hockey because I definitely won't be watching hockey. So I watch it every once in a while, man. I've yeah, always yeah. been that guy, you know, who's if the game's on and I'm not doing shit, you know. So let's talk about the Kings games because, shit, we've been, we've been doing this throughout quarantine coming on here. We've done, you know, our trivia episodes, fun talks. We've been just kind of having a good time, but it's finally good to have a podcast where we're talking about actual basketball. So um, I, I definitely think we talked before, like, do we want to make this a bitch fest? Uh, we don't need to make it a bitch fest because they're 0-2, and it, was a, it wasn't a pretty, uh, you know, it wasn't a pretty 0-2 either. Um, no. You, yeah. you know, especially tonight. So they, they, the Kings played the uh, Spurs the other day. They lost by nine, but they were getting blasted early. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously tonight game just ended. They got torched by Orlando Magic. So let's run it back to Friday, Ryan. Let's go to the Spurs. Um, and a couple of key takeaways. What bright, you want, what, what bright, stuck out? bright point. Let's start it off, dude. Bright point. Darren Fox, career high, 39 points. You know, that's coming first game back, especially him not playing much. Um, with those first few scrimmages and stuff, actually, did he even play? I don't, I don't remember now. Cause he, yeah, cause he was, he may have played like towards the end, but he got hurt with that ankle. Yes, with the ankle and stuff. Uh, that's dude, that's what you want to see coming out, man. Thirty nine points right out the gate um, was definitely like, you know, I, I could take that. You know, the, you guys, they lost whatever, but you can take, you know, that's what we want to see. We want to see Darren Fox making that jump. That's what we've been preaching about all year. Uh, Bogdanovich played well. Uh, but he struggled, but he didn't shoot well. Uh, but this is a point that I wanted to bring up, especially after tonight, I know me and you had talked about it already, was Harry Giles. Harry Giles didn't play. I mean, he did. He played four four minutes. And, um, you know, compared to tonight where he had a huge game, which we're going to get to. Uh, so stuff like that, that sticks out to me. Uh, you know, lineup-wise, you you brought this up earlier, lineup-wise, they, they were doing what we were preaching a couple weeks ago with 
Um, they had Bogdanovich, Buddy Heal, Darren Fox, Barnes, and Holmes play. Um, all as like one one unit. That was awesome to see. Um, but it it was it it was just really refreshing to see Darren Fox come out there. And he played. I I wonder what his career high in minutes is. Um, but I mean, he put thirty eight minutes, dude. Thirty eight minutes, thirty nine points. That's as good as it gets right there. So um, yeah. So. I think, you know, looking back as we went into this bubble, we kind of talked about our top things we wanted to, we wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And we are, I think, you know, if you've been watching Kings games, which obviously we do, it's no secret to, to Darren Fox and how, how much he's gotten better month over month. Um, so I'm not surprised on how he took it to him the other night, right? It, no, not at was, all. It, it was some elite, like he looked elite like for sure for a while. So I'm not surprised about that. Um, I was, I, I would say for me, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised on how um, it just, it just didn't look very, very fluid, man. It just didn't, it just didn't look very clean. And, you know, I'm, I was, I've been trying to think back to what, what really, what was going well for them back after the all-star break before the shutdown and where, and I thought some things would translate. And then I caught myself and I'm like, well, you know, they had, didn't have Alex Len. And then I had to stop and say, you know what? Like, cause that was one guy who I really was, was liking to, you know, like watching. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and it's like, I caught myself cause I'm like, if I'm going to seriously come on this podcast and say that Alex, <laughs> Len, not Alex Len not being there was, yeah. you know, definitely a hindrance. That's, that's, that's terrible. But um, I think the front, the whole kind of front court rotation was kind of weird in game one. And to be honest, they went back to it again tonight. They so, did. Mm-hmm. So they started Holmes. They started Bielisa there, right? And yeah. then the, when they made that first sub, they moved B, BJ. I call him BJ Lisa. Uh, so BJ, my guy BJ Lisa got put to center, and they ran super small. And honestly, both games, I get what the off from the offense offensive side. You know, I get the point, I guess. But as far as defense, dude, they. I mean, they the Kings kind of don't really have defense as it is. But that lineup right there really. Uh, Ugh, man, I, I did not like it. And so I think as we talk about uh, tonight and stuff, I'm going to definitely want to talk about future lineups, but that was a big thing that stuck out to me was kind of how they rotated the front court, um, which, you know, they must've learned from game one, getting Harry Giles in there, but I don't know, man, I don't really like, yeah, all this time to evaluate your team and put them out there. I don't really like, I don't like what they're doing. Exactly. Hey, <clears throat> sorry. Uh I just kind of lost my train of thought there. Oh, give me a second. Let me, let me, let me get it going. Let me get it going. Oh, okay. There we go. So, so you were talking, sorry. So you were talking about uh, what they were doing before the break that was, they were playing well. They won like 13 to 20. If you guys remember right before all the quarantine stuff happened and uh, you brought it up, you know, you don't want to put it out there and be like, Alex Lynn's the reason, but it was the depth. That was the reason. And it was a collective thing with having Baysmore, having Alex Lynn, um, Bielisa, Barnes healthy, Rashawn Holmes, and, and Harry Giles in there. That depth at the front court is what really made it. And it's obvious when you lose that. Um, I really do believe that if Alex Lynn was in there, you wouldn't be seeing these lineups as much. Um, I think it's kind of just like, hey, we have to, you know, let, let's, let's try to go small just to compensate for not being able to uh, uh, rim protect, which was kind of, you know, stop the pick and roll, which was obvious tonight. Um, but it, I, I think also, too, with the Spurs game, um, LaMarcus Aldridge not being there, um, that gave them a little chance to play a little, a little more small ball. Obviously didn't work out. Uh, but, yeah, Harry Giles tonight, man, I, 
they learned their lesson for that one for sure. So I'll close out the Friday Spurs with the, the uh, one of the, my takeaways there too was uh, Demar Derozan. Uh, Demar Derozan tore them up. He tore Buddy. He tore uh, not Buddy, but he tore he tore Bogdanovich up. He, he took him off the dribble a lot. Well, are, and, are you surprised? <laughs> no, I'm not surprised. But I, I guess my reason for for pointing that out is because you saw the same thing tonight. Right. And it's, I'm not picking just on Bogdanovich. I mean, it's really kind of most of them. It's really, it's more like two through three that have some major yeah. defensive it's issues. The, the wing players, yes. Yeah. It's kind of everybody. But uh, I was just particularly, you know, pointing at that matchup particularly. But, you know, like tonight, I know as we go into a Terrence Ross tournament, yeah, there, I know we're not the X's and O's trying to break down podcasts, but, uh, you know, with everything being under a microscope and the few amount of games, we're really trying to find these, these little things that stand out and try to bring on here and talk about them. And that's something that, man, I don't, I don't, I just don't know. Um, and so, okay, let's go in, let's go in tonight then. Um, today's today, tonight's game um, standouts for you. Some things that. Okay. So, talk about. so tonight uh, it's fresh in my mind. Obviously we just, I watched the whole game. I didn't get up off the couch once, um, even though they were down by freaking like 32 at one point. Uh, standout tonight, obviously Harry Giles playing. I think he had 23 points in 20 minutes or something. I'm actually going to bring it up to be exact. I don't want to come up here and just spit random crap out. Um, but yes, Harry Giles playing well. And that is about it. All right. And (laughs) it it was, the game was sloppy from the beginning, from the, from the tip, you know, Darren Fox get it. And he tried to dump it in, um, right off the go to Rashawn Holmes. And it got, it got picked, uh, you know what was crazy to me tonight that stood out on Orlando's side? Dude, Orlando's long. You know, like, watching Orlando, like, run around on the court, they got legit seven-footers out there with, like, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, Vucevic. They're big-ass dudes. Uh, even Markel Fultz, when he was out there, he's 6'3", or whatever. Michael Carter-Williams is, like, 6'6". Evan Fournier, 6'7". Uh, so, it was it was very obvious tonight that, Sacramento physically and athletically was outmatched. That's what stood out to me because you had, um, you know, lack of depth with the front court and not, not being able to rim protect Aaron Gordon got off to a huge start off the dribble. He was just bullying Harrison Barnes down low, um, taking him off the dribble, put backs. Um, Busevich was just back to the basket, doing whatever he wanted with Rashawn Holmes. Um, so that depth, that depth and uh, you know, showed on our part, the lack of front court depth and they're just that, pure athleticism that's something that we pre- preaching since october last year um athletic nba players who can who can run up and down the court you know and uh, don't even get started i mean i didn't even, haven't even talked about terrence ross who just um you know was hitting the threes and um he's definitely an x-factor off the bench it was uh early in the game yeah aaron gordon i think i texted you i said that, that dude looked like he looked like like prime Blake Griffin tonight yeah, for yeah, sure. He did. he did. You know, super athletic. You know, it's it's the same thing. But they are they are athletic and they are long all, all around. And that is what something that we we preach and, um, you know, t- like Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross has always been kind of a cool scorer. Like he he was played for the Raptors too, right? Right. Yeah. Back yeah. In the so, day. Terrence, like he, Ross, Terrence Ross when he was young, he was freaky athletic, dude. He was like dunk contest athletic, freaky, freaky, just kind of a – he kind of reminded me of like J.R. Smith, and now Terrence Ross has evolved into just a three-point specialist, man. That is and, a pretty uh, good comp. Yeah, that's a, yeah Smith, it was, was, was J.R. Smith. That's what he was. And that's, that's what he's turned himself into now in the later years is J.R. Smith when he was with Cleveland and New York, you know. 
but I'm, I'm looking at this right now, dude. So you got Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, and Terrence Ross, all three guards off the bench, all big. Uh, Markel Fultz is a decent-sized uh, point guard. Carter-Williams, 30 minutes, 12, 12 points, five rebounds, or uh, yeah, five rebounds, three assists. Markel Fultz, 14 and three. And then Terrence Ross, who's like 6'5", 6'6", super athletic, 25 points, man. That's three guys off the bench, dude. That's that's what Sacramento was lacking tonight, letting guys like that just go off um, when Aaron Gordon was taking a break and when Vucevic was taking a break. Yeah, so, well, uh, RIP to uh, Jonathan Isaac's knee. I mean, I feel the pain. haven't been gone through an ACL myself, but I, I don't know if that's what happened, but I'm, I'm sure it's something like that. But uh, talk about another guy who they have on their, yeah. on their roster, 6'11", who's basically a 6'11". So they, they came out early, and it looked like they were sitting like – Basically, it just looked like the magic just sat inside of the zone, inside the uh, inside the key, and just kind of challenged challenged them and um, to shoot. And I think that I that probably brings us to a good transition for us to talk about his buddy healed and his just I don't know I I I, I just don't think he's played very well in the, in the first two games. Um, I'm going to be somewhat of an apologist for him. Uh, as we go into this discussion, probably, but he's got to take some of the blame. Mm-hmm. But I don't know your thoughts. What's your thoughts? I mean, the guy was like one I, for six or something in the first okay. game, one for five, one, one, one point. One for se- he was one for seven, I think, from three in the game one. Yeah. Uh, and then coming out tonight, I think he had like 12 points or whatever. Confidence, dude. There was a, a Doug Christie pointed out too. There was a time in the second quarter, uh, it was coming down like the last minute of the quarter. And, uh, you know, Buddy got the ball, top of the key. 99 times out of 100, Buddy Hill's pulling that shot. And he hasn't been shooting one. You kind of tell he hesitated, hesitated, and then he drove to the bucket and tried to put up a little, you know, a little floater that didn't go in. And uh, it, it, to me, it looks like a confidence thing. Obviously, I don't know. I'm not in there with him. Um, I, I don't, I've never seen Buddy Hill do that before. Uh, but I think that, you know, mental there's, – there's a little bit of a mental thing going on there, I think. Because uh, usually, dude, you know he's just he's catch and shoot all day long. He doesn't hesitate, and that that's one of the first times I've ever seen him do that. I think that I, I I don't know what the reasoning, but my what I can tell is that I don't like how they're using him. That's why I said I was I'd be an apologist for him because I've felt this way since they benched him. I don't like how they use the guy. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of stretches in the game where he was. He was basically the point guard for stretches. I even texted of the game. you about that. Yeah, I yeah. texted you about that during the game. They, when he when he gets in there with uh, with the backups and he's with the bench players and he's kind of the lead guy on there, he handles the ball a lot. He turns the ball over. He, I I mean he made that one. There's a keep. I mean not that anybody. There was a nice pass he threw to the corner. It looked like it, but it was just you don't do that. You don't throw across the court against a, a lanky athletic team. It, in the NBA, it got, that's, that's it what got, I was talking about. The Jonathan Isaac dude, you, that's yeah. when I noticed the length on them. Yeah, you it know, just got intercepted. Yeah. You're asking this guy to like distribute the ball. He gets um, because he is so ball dominant, and he plays on the floor with a lot of people who can't create or do anything like that. Besides, I guess like Kent Bazemore, like he, I feel like sometimes he gets shots and he feels like, ah, oh, crap, I got to take the shot because I'm the guy who's supposed to take the shot, and he takes funky shots like leaners. Um, or it's he he takes that extra dribble or something. Um, the guy can't finish in the paint. Like I don't know. I, I mean, he's just he cannot get to the hole and finish in the paint. So he he's having a hard time scoring that way. I just don't like the way they use him, and that's been my thing for Buddy Hield forever. If you have a guy like that, you have to use him right. And like you said, you got to set him up to where he's coming off the corner, catch and shoot, catch and shoot, right? Where 
you know, he's, he's cutting and then he's, he's not having to take someone off the dribble and finish with contact. Right. It's, it's just, that's, that's where I like to see more. And they don't use him that way. He doesn't, no, he, he's not afford he's not afforded that, you know, they don't, you know, and it, it was obvious, obviously he's got to take blame. You, you know, you're one for seven from three point. That's what you, that's what you're here for. You are one of the best three point shooters in the game. You won the three point contest. You're expected to hit those. Um, but tonight, like you're saying, you got to apologize for him. It's like, he was in he was in the game right in the second quarter it was Rashawn Holmes um Harrison Barnes who's been playing terrible uh Corey Brewer and Corey Joseph with him that's who was in the game with him and it was just like holy shit man what do you expect from the guy Corey Brewer plays hard you know he I I like Corey Brewer on the defensive end he he he's he makes a lot of uh you know interruptions throughout the game he does some good stuff but let's be honest dude unless he's Unless he's getting a wide open layup to the basket, the guy's not going to score, you know. And and Corey Joseph, same exact thing. So, it they they put him in with that second unit, you know. And it to me, it looks like they're thinking, all right, let's go put Buddy in there. Let's give him his shots. Let's make sure the ball is in his hands twenty four seven. But that's just not who he is. And 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 we've said that before here. Um, you know, they do it for they do it for Bogdanovich. You know. Bogdanovich gets, you know, he gets back screen set up for him. He gets down screen set up to where he's able to get, um, you know, three-point shots open in the corner on the wing. He's able to come off a pick, and, you know, he, he likes that elbow shot. Why, why isn't that happening for Buddy as much? Um, but it's something we've been complaining about all year, and obviously it's not going to change, right? No, it's, it's, not, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. So, um, you know, I guess as we're going into the next couple games, which – I don't know if you got if you've got a chance to take a look at the schedule. Not ideal times. Right <laughs> They're not ideal times. So uh, if you're out there and you got a job, uh, definitely gonna want to set that um, that record on to whatever. They're playing like at eleven o'clock, right? Like, yeah, it's like, it's like okay, it's, okay, it's, yeah. There it is. So they yeah. play at eleven thirty on Tuesday, ten thirty on Thursday, two on Friday, five on Sunday against the Rockets. That's why um pelicans the following tuesday at six and then yeah so i guess i'll go get i'll go get my senior breakfast down there you know (laughs) two eggs and a slice of ham and then i'll just you know some black coffee and then i'll roll over to watch that king's game no i mean it sucks so i guess just record it and and we'll talk about it but so i think something's got to change you cannot roll out there having played no defense you know and given up 40 points plus in 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 first quarters in two consecutive games and the reasoning is i think the lineups they're putting out there that's me i don't know how you feel that's how i feel alex len has not played because of conditioning that's what's listed so meaning i mean did, <laughs> did he have coronavirus is, is he one of the I ones forget, dude i feel like the whole team got coronavirus dude Sac- so we're gonna sacramento has had some bad luck during this quarantine dude i'll give it to him so he he's out of shape, I guess. And I don't feel he's up to speed. Um, so I guess I wanted to talk about what's your lineup fix. What's your lineup fix? I, I'm going to go first because I think you can probably talk more and you can probably critique mine, okay? Okay. Um, right. My lineup fix, I want to see Harry Giles start. So I want to see Holmes, Giles, Barnes. They'll never do it, but I want to see Buddy. And then I want to see Fox. That's what I like to see. Because then then in the second unit, if Len's back because he can condition this week, then you have Len, Bielisa, Bazemore, Bogey, and Corey So That's way better. That's a way better lineup. I'd like to see that. Um, I would like to see them avoid that small ball lineup, if possible, where they put Bielisa at center. I, I, 
if you want to do it a little bit, if you have, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the coach, dude. So I just would like to not see that because it seems like they, a lot of their lineups, in my opinion, place a lot of value on trying to produce offense instead of playing, putting a lot of value on scoring, which they didn't do very well tonight. Um, so anyway, it's, it's athleticism for me. Okay. It's, it's complete. Like I said, man, it was very obvious that Orlando was more athletic, um, more physical tonight. Uh, I would like to see, uh, yeah, I would, I'd like to see Harry Giles out there. Harry Giles, Holmes, um, Barnes, Buddy, and Fox. Same thing as you. What I want to see, though, I want to see Jabari Parker, dude. I want to see Jabari Parker. To me, there's no reason. Dude, that guy's a walking bucket. He really is. Okay? The guy's going to go out there. He's going to give you double-digit points every single night. Okay? There is no reason why Court. Corey Brewer should be playing more minutes than Jabari Parker at any given night. Because then you can run your second lineup like this. All right, this is you, – you can go, you know, uh, if Len's back, you can go Len, Bielisa, Parker. You can go big like that. Put some athletic guys out there, Bogdanovich and whoever you want to – Bazemore. That's athletic, dude. That is, that is big. That is athletic. You still have shooting. But you have your slashers and guys who can run up and down the court in, in Jabari Parker and Bazemore. Um, who knows why who knows why Jabari Parker's not playing? We don't know. But I do know that he's probably gonna opt into his contract this year and he's gonna be on the team next year. So let's see what we can get with him right now. Uh, it's very frustrating to me that he doesn't play, man. That's the biggest thing. We preached and preached and preached about young athletic guys who can run and jump. Jabari Parker fits that mold and he can play the three and the four. Um you you know, you talked about a small ball lineup. I wouldn't be mad if they went um uh, small with the front court, right? So the, you you can go be Elisa Barnes, but put Parker at the three with Buddy and Fox. Why not? You're, you're big. You can still run your pick and rolls uh, from the three, four, and five positions, and you still have shooting uh, for when Darren Fox comes off and can kick to either Buddy, B. Elisa. You, you know, you're shooting at all five positions right there. Um, that's something that I want to see, and I, it, frustrates me, it frustrates me that Jawari Parker doesn't play. And I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate on this. People think for some reason Jawari Parker is just some bust Dude's been injured, but the guy, you go look at his stats, the, the guy gets buckets, dude. Absolute buckets. And people are going to point to his defense, too. Well, he doesn't play defense. He has, nobody on the freaking team plays defense. <laughs> you know, be at least they don't do nothing on defense either. Barnes played 38 minutes and had 10 points. Who, who gives a shit, you know? Run him out there. Let's get young athletic guys who can put the ball in the bucket. So there's my spiel. There, there's my bitch fest. I, I knew we weren't going to do it, but that's what, that's what I wanted. I don't, and I don't think I, I'm with you in the sense that I don't think that it really uh, you're you're advocating the guy needs to go in there and carry the squad and who knows how much of a difference it's going to make, but it, some of it is just being smarter with the lineups. Like um, if the guy is is healthy, I mean he is better. Than, is, you're telling me he can't sniff ten minutes, but Corey Brewer sniffs the minutes he played, and he played six minutes tonight. He had four points, six minutes four, and he comes out there and he shoots. He was one for five, but. Fuck it, dude. He's gonna get. He's gonna get the points. You know, there's no reason Corey Brewer should be playing 17 minutes in a basketball game. I don't care if it's a blowout or not. The the guy literally got brought onto the roster a freaking two weeks ago. So you know, um, there's no reason, dude. One, I'm gonna just put everybody on notice right now. It's something I've thought pretty much since they signed the guy. I'm not a Corey Joseph fan. I'm just not a Corey Joseph fan. I just want to say that right now. Um, as we go to the 16 minutes, we, zero points. Yeah, I'm not a Corey Joseph fan. You know, Corey Joseph, the way he plays, he reminds me of that old guy at the gym who can ball handle real well. And it's like right when he right when he gets uh, to the three point arc, he turns his back and starts backing everybody down from the arc. 
looking for the pass. He plays you know, like he, a 1995 point guard. Yeah, it, it, I, I'm just not – there's a role for that guy on the team, but the, the chunks that he eats up um, without scoring or even being a scoring threat, uh, I'm just not a fan. So that's, that's my lineup, putting you know, everybody on notice. He, people are going to point at, oh, well, they were getting blown out, you know. Uh, that's why, you know, Joseph played 16 minutes. That's bullshit, dude. There's no reason why Darren Fox should only play 25 minutes in a game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, especially with an eight-game an eight game stretch where he only has to play eight games and they're going to be off for the next few months and they haven't played for four months. There is no reason why the best player on your team and the youngest person on your team needs to be in that kind of role. It, it, it's very frustrating to me. It's very – Probably you – know, and, and People are going to point to – People are going to point, well, they were down by 30. Who gives a shit? Play your guys. Darren Fox has only played 46 games this year. The guy needs experience. He needs the minutes. Get him out there and let him run. I'm not as disappointed because they were getting blasted, dude. So it is like a live to play another another day. The guy is coming off the ankle injury at that point. Oh, bullshit. Uh, bullshit dude. He played 38 minutes at 39 uh, points. Anyway. Bullshit, you got I know, 20. but you do. I get it. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be upset about that. If you're asking me, I'm not going to be upset. You know, why is, um, why is Bogdanovich playing 31 minutes and Darren Fox playing 25? You know, why is, why is Buddy Hill only playing 20 minutes? I don't care if his confidence is shot or whatever. He still averages 19 points a game as a three-point champ, you know? I think that it's going to be interesting. They're off to a rocky start, dude, and I'm, I am surprised. I'm, sorry, I'm not saying that I expected the Kings to come run the table and win these games, but um, I did ex- – I was really – if you've listened back to, to us leading up to this, we were excited. I thought they would compete. I thought these couple games they could win. Um, I thought the lineups would look a lot different. I don't like, you know, what I'm seeing. I'm going to ask you one question, though, because – you know, King's Twitter loves them a good underdog, and I already know what you're gonna say, but I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask you this. Um, okay, Taquan Jeffries, <laughs> Taquan oh, Jeffries, God, dude. Uh, do you? So, uh, you know, Chris was on our last episode, and Chris is a season ticket holder to uh, the Stockton Kings, and he's he's told me like, dude, that, he, that guy's athletic. He's he's cool. Yeah. Um, and I got no, I got no, you know, opposition to that. Um. But the fact that this guy need like needs minutes and all this stuff. What's your thoughts? I'm gonna stop. What's your, what's no, your thoughts on no. this guy? And what everybody he saying? is he is athletic. Twelve points, twelve minutes tonight. Uh, he went five for five. Duquan Jeffries is an athletic player, like we've been preaching. He, I'm all for it. I honestly, I'd, I'd rather have Duquan Jeffries over Corey Brewer, if we're being completely honest. But you know how Sacramento fans are. We've talked about this before. If you come in and you play hard. They're going to love you, and they're going to preach for these minutes. But let's – you know, everybody calm down. He was in the G League a few months ago. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I do like it, though. You know, you can't be mad when a guy's breaking 12 points in 12 minutes. Can't be mad at that. Um, so, yeah, let, let's let's see where it goes. I, I would rather him play over Corey Joseph. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure that's what you thought I was going to say right there. I don't think that uh, – uh, that he should be playing starter minutes by any means. But eh, the role that he's playing right now, I accept that. I like it. That, that's what I was – I just put it out there because it is – it does – it falls in line with some stuff that we've said as far as um, well, you getting athletic guys on there. Yeah. And you, and you know SAC fans, dude. You come in, you play hard, they're going to love you, and they're going to cheer for you. And I'm all right with that. Um, he is athletic, and he's what he's, is what we preached. Uh, but it, when Alex Lynn comes back, what happens to Daquan Jeffries? Well, I mean – you know, there's only so, so many spots in the rotation, you know, you know, so, so that, that's something, but, 
we'll see, man. After these eight games, we'll see if he's on the team next year. Who knows? Who knows? So they, they got a couple uh, – dude, there's some good games coming up. If, if anything, you know, I'm going to take – my mindset throughout this is, is not, oh, oh, I'm so upset. The Kings need to take a hard look at, at, at this and that. And I saw already some people that are, like, calling for people to be fired and things like that. You know, if you've been listening to us all season, you know where we stand. We've, we've been on the – there's a lot – of uh, improvement that needs to happen here, potentially in the front office transactions, things like that. Nothing new. We're not going to get, we'll talk about that in the off season. Um, it's just an evaluation time, I think. And it's honestly, uh, uh, like we said early, it's fun to come in and uh, watch some good games. They got a good opponents coming up, um, which, you know, they're playing the Mavericks next and the Pelicans next. Those are two cool games, fun games to watch a lot of young talent on the court. You Real know. quick, I, 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 my last little my uh, my last little say for this. Uh, yeah, you already touched Mavericks, Pelicans, Nets. Um, you got to beat the Nets. If there is one game out of these eight that you have to win, you can go one in seven. Okay, which is what is kind of what it's starting to feel like, which is a very real possibility. There, you know, of going one in seven. Um, you got the Nets. One is the one you have to win. You, you like for the love of God, dude. They got freaking. Joe Schmo, who plays at Open Gym on Friday nights on their team right now. Okay. Uh, they got they got to get that game. So I just want to throw that out there for everybody. So um, the Pelicans, you know, they, they're 0-2 as well. So, you know, I don't, it doesn't mean anything, but, it, you know, some teams, are, some teams are struggling. Not surprised to see the Spurs come out and play pretty well. Without, <laughs> that was another team. Marcus Aldridge, too. That's, yeah, that's Spurs uh, came out pretty well. You know, they're, they're, they're an interesting team, man. DeMar DeRozan is, you know, a year, two years ago, the dude was an all-star and playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. And um, obviously, Rudy Gay gets buckets. Um, they have, what's his name, Derek White. He's like six foot, dude. He's, he's a solid player. And then DeJounte Murray's back, too. So, um, yeah, it's Spurs, not surprised at all. I'm, ne- I'm never surprised by them. So, hey, Kings are back. It's fun. Basketball is here. Um, you know, the results aren't what we want, but shit, I'm just excited to be watching something. So, um, with that, um, we will be back. We'll probably be back pretty soon, Ryan, I'm thinking, because there's a lot of games. We might just want to get on here after every couple of games, you're thinking, right? Yeah, I'm thinking probably, shoot, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday to play in the morning. Yeah, dude. Uh, hey, we'll be back, guys. We're probably going to crank out a few over this, this next month, more than, more than one a week is what I'm planning on. So thank you guys again for the support. Uh, uh, you can follow us on YouTube. We've been on there for about a month now, just at King's Cast. Subscribe, share the like, Apple Podcasts, everything, wherever you find your podcasts. We love to interact on Twitter. If you see a trash take of the week, please tag us in it and let us know so we can talk about it on the podcast. Um, and then pretty much just looking forward to coming back on again. So with that, uh, this is Eric for Ryan. Go Kings. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.